Hello there. Welcome back to the second episode of the Parks According to Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Alan, and today we are going to go back in time and we are going to go check out some big dinos. And yes, that's right, I'm talking about Dinosaur at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I'm super excited about this. It's one of my favorite rides in all of Disney World. I like it because it's simple, you know, there's not much to it. It's just, you know, riding around in a little rover. It's got a fun storyline, and it gives you that taste of thrill as well without having to actually like, get on a roller coaster. So people that don't like roller coasters, this is a really great ride. I can't wait to dive right in, so uh, here we go. Uh, before I get started, you know, like in the last episode, I like to just get the caution, precautions and warnings out of the way just to let you know, hey, is this something I would like to ride? So according to the My Disney Experience app, you shouldn't board the Time Rover if, one, you can't move from a wheelchair to the vehicle, there's no spot for a wheelchair on the ride, so you need to be able to make your way from the wheelchair to the Time Rover with real, not much difficulty. There's not like a spot that you can just plop a wheelchair in and go. Two, if you have high blood pressure, heart, back, or neck problems, motion sickness, or anything else that can be bothered by all the bumping around you will encounter on the ride, you don't want to get on this ride. Three, you need to be at least 40 inches tall to ride the ride, so please follow these rules if you have children, parents. Disney World has rules and regulations for a reason, and that's to protect and keep the park goers safe. We don't want any accidents. Uh, number four, this is a more of a personal warning than a Disney warning. If you're susceptible to seizures, there are two separate parts of the ride where you're seeing strobe lights for about five to ten seconds. So keep that in mind so that your trip doesn't end up getting cut short because of the strobe lights and you know you end up having a seizure. That's no fun. You know, I know from experience, you know, having a seizure isn't a fun thing to do. And lastly, number five, do not and I cannot stress this enough, do not ride this ride while pregnant. No matter how much you think, uh, I'll be all right. No, you won't, don't chance it. They have this warning for a reason. So now that we have the boring stuff out of the way, let's get talking about dinosaur. Real quick history, in 1998, when Animal Kingdom opened, the ride was called Countdown to Extinction. I like that version a lot. It was a bit scarier than the version that you ride today. Uh, it operated for about two years under the name, under that name, until Disney decided to promote a movie called Dinosaur, and of course, knowing Disney, they had to make it a ride. They had to put a ride in for it, and do re-theme stuff. And that's when the ride, in my opinion, kind of started to lean more towards kids. It's not a kiddie ride per se, but it's just, I think, more tolerable for younger kids rather than the first you know countdown to extinction ride might have been the ride is an emv dark ride so if you or your kids or your friends or whoever doesn't like you know the dark you might have to sit this one out there are parts where it is pretty much pitch black you can't see a damn thing and yeah so it's a little over three minutes long even though it does feel longer than that, Disney, I will say, does a good job in making the rides feel long, or longer than what the actual runtime is, 
Except for Peter Pan's flight. And that just, oh. Waiting that long to get on that two minute ride is annoying to me. But we will get to that in a future episode. Uh, the queue leading up to the pre-show area is really neat. It has a lot of different dinosaur fossils and it has a dinosaur skeleton to look at as you wait in line. Uh, every, like on, a, it's on a timer, but maybe like every 15 minutes, Bill Nye the science guy comes in and highlights different things in the room of the queue and just talks about them. There's a little history, a little prehistoric lesson. The line for this is probably one of the shorter ride like wait times at Animal Kingdom. Everyone's so quick to go to you know, Pandora World of Av- Avatar so they can get on Flight of Passage or the Navi River Journey. Yeah, they just walk right past Dinoland USA at the beginning of the day. So you can hop right on this, no problem. You don't even need a fast pass for this in my opinion. Because I don't use a fast pass for Dinosaur. I will use it on something else like Expedition Everest or Kilimanjaro Safari, something that I know will have a long line. Because we all know getting a fast pass for Flight of Passage is impossible and wasting a fast pass on Navi River Journey is somewhat silly to me. I just think there are times though that you can hit Dinosaur that the line won't be, you know, but maybe a half hour wait. Once you make your way through the artifacts, you go into a room where you will be shown a video telling you about the time-traveling quest that you will be going on. You first meet Dr. Marsh, who's played by the lovely Felicia Rashad, and she talks to everyone about the Dino Institute's quest to take people back in time to learn about the dinosaurs up close and personal, rather than continuously just showing people fossils and talking about them. What better way to learn than to live it out in a safe environment, you know? That sounds all great and wonderful until you meet Dr. Seeker. He has a different mission for you. He's going behind, you know, Dr. Marsh's back. He wants to send us back to right before the meteor that destroyed most life on Earth hits and have us bring back an iguanodon to the present for him. While he's explaining the task, Dr. Marsh hears him, shuts that idea down really quick. But of course, when Dr. Marsh leaves, he goes, boom, right back to the original plan of sending us to the point of doom. And for some reason, we all just go with it and we go get in our time rovers. Once you get buckled in and time travel back to the past, Dr. Seeker is talking you through your expedition. He keeps asking his computer assistant, you know, what type of dinosaur are we seeing? Because for some reason, this paleontologist doesn't know what these dinosaurs look like. Now, I thought that's what you go to Dino College for. Anyways, you speed off and you meet different dinosaurs until you get to the scary Carnotaurus. I hope I'm saying that right. And after you see that, you take off again. You're trying to save the Guanadon while trying to not get eaten by the Carnotaurus. You'll run into this massive monster about, I think, four times. Yes, four times in the ride. Third time is where the photo op is. Once you know where that photo op is and you get on again, it's a great photo op. Probably my, yeah, maybe my favorite photo op in all of Walt Disney World. You just, you can make funny faces. It's a good angle. You can do different poses and pretty much you're not going to be blocked by anybody else's, you know, hands or whatever. Some rides have terrible photo ops, but this one's actually a pretty good one. After you've been through the ride and seen a bunch of different dinosaurs that were, quote, 
not our dino, you finally find the Iguanodon. The only problem is that you're about to be obliterated by a meteor and you have no time to take him with you. You have one last run in with the Carnotaurus before you manage to escape back into the time warp to come back to present day, Iguanodon free. Congratulations, you have survived that maniac Dr. Seeker's death quest. Okay, so now got to that part of the show where I give you my dislikes and my likes. Like always, I'll deliver the bad news first. I don't really have much to dislike about a dinosaur, but here's one thing that I do dislike. The ride is a bit bumpy and actually kind of hurts, especially if you're in the back of the rover. So if you don't want to be jostled around as much, front row is the best one to be in. But if you don't mind just bouncing around, you know, have no control of your body, the last row is perfect. And so I would just say that I, I think it's extra bumpy. And, but that's honestly the only complaint I have about the ride. So with that being said, let me tell you about what I do like about it. One, I like the storyline. I personally always like a ride that has a good storyline because it makes an adventure that much better. Although it's a simple one, the plot of this ride going back in time to save a dinosaur just to be terrorized by a bigger dinosaur and almost die from a meteor is pretty sweet. Not a lot of rides at Walt Disney World have that type of suspenseful plot. Uh, number two, like I talked about in Soaring Around the World, I love me a good pre-show video and this ride has a great one. Everyone who's been on Dinosaur probably knows the whole video by heart. It's fun and that's what I like to see when I'm on vacation. I'm spending hundreds if not thousands of dollars on a day at Disney, I expect some fun to be involved. And lastly, number three, I like the darkness in the ride. I like that it doesn't let you see what's happening next, kind of the feeling you might get from Space Mountain, but it's like a watered-down version of that. I like the small drops as well, and even though it was a dislike because I feel like it's too rough, I do enjoy the bouncing around. I do kind of like getting jostled, like, oh, which way are we going? What's going on? I just wish they would tone down just a bit. And that's, that's it. Like, I still like the, I don't want the whole, you know, getting bounced around to be gone. I like that part of it. I just don't like how rough it is. Well, we're getting to the end of the show. So here's a quick little recap before we go. I went over the warning and precautions so that you could all decide if it's worth you guys getting on and waiting in a 30 to 30 minute line to an hour. I broke down the ride itself, kind of gave you small details about the ride, didn't give away too much because that's always my thing. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that might not have been on it yet. And I gave you one of my dislikes and three likes for this attraction. I have Dinosaur on my favorite list of Disney World attractions at number 11. And it's a ride that I get on every time I visit Orlando. There's... Everyone has a list of rides that when you go to Disney World, you will get on that ride, whether it's a two-hour wait to get on it or whatever. And Dinosaur is one of those. I I personally love Dinosaur. And yeah, I, just, I recommend it to everybody that I talk to about Disney World or friends that say, hey, what's something that is like a must-do when I go down there? And Dinosaur might not be the first thing I say, but it is always something that I do suggest for people to get on. 
And it's good for younger kids too that, like, like I used to be, I didn't like roller coasters. And this, you know, has a couple small drops and it does give you a suspense, thrill, you know, feeling to it. Without being on roller coasters, so it might be easier to take your kids on that are too afraid to go on Mount Everest and stuff like that. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I've enjoyed recording it for you. Please remember to follow me on Twitter, at Parks According, and to give me a shout out to your fellow Disney World friends. Subscribe to my podcast for notifications when I put out a new episode. I'm going to try to, you know, I'm going to try my best to have an episode out every week to two weeks. I really do enjoy talking about these rides. Like I said before, it's something I'm passionate about, and I'm just looking forward to covering as many rides as I can. You know, there's going to be some episodes where I might combine a couple rides, like just real quick, an example of like at Magic Kingdom, you have the Magic carpets of Aladdin and then you got Dumbo and even at Animal Kingdom you got the Triceratops spin like those three do not really need their own like episode so I might just combine them to all three in one episode but I'm gonna try to cover everything I can and uh, just thanks again for listening it means a lot to me And have a magical day.